Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely appreciate you being here. This is my very first podcast. And can you tell, I am a little nervous and a little excited at the same time. I'm doing something that I never actually thought of doing until my coach said to me, maybe you ought to try doing a podcast. So I am very, very happy that I listened to her and I am here to introduce myself to let you know who I am, where I came from, and what I plan on doing with this platform that God has given to us. My name is Diane Lubrand. I am an author. I'm also a speaker and I am the founder of LubrandBooks.com. So if you would like to know a little bit about me, you can go to lubrandbooks.com and check out my website, learn a little bit more about me. But let me just tell you a little bit about me first, okay, before you go out and you get to the website. So again, thank you for being here. I am a first timer. I really don't know what the etiquette is. So guess what? I'm just going to make it fun and we're just going to have a little fun and we're just going to chit and chat and get to know each other. And I hope that would be quite all right with you. Like I said, I am an author. My background where I came from is a, a place of darkness that so many people in, in, in not just America, but in the world is dealing with. And that is coming from a place of sexual and domestic abuse. Nothing pretty about it. Nothing wonderful about it. It's all ugly. And I just believe there are so many people that have been hurt, that are being hurt, but they think they're in it by themselves. And when I wrote my second book, that's why I entitled it, I'm Not In It By Myself, because I wanted other people to know that they're not in it by themselves. You know, certain things we go through and because it is so horrific, because it's so ugly, you know, we don't want to talk about it because we think we are the only one involved in this ugliness. So I wanted to come and I want to share my story and I want to inspire and I want to motivate somebody to get up and, and get moving. And although we had an ugly start, we can have a beautiful finish. So I am here to remind everyone there is life, there is a love, and there is laughter after abuse, after trauma, the divorce, the repossession, the bankruptcy, sickness and disease, the loss of jobs, whatever it is that we have lost, the death of a, lo of a loved one, whatever it is that we have lost, I want people to know we can still live a rich and fulfilled life afterwards. So this is why I'm here and I, I talk very candid about where I came from, both uh, being sexually abused and, and being in abusive relationships more than one. Uh, one of the main reasons is because, hey, I didn't know who I was. I had no clue I was awesome. I had no clue I had value. I had no idea what an awesome person I am. This, this, uh, 
big personality, this big mouth and this big voice. I had no, no idea what power was harnessed within me. So I remained dormant. And you know, anything that remains dormant, eventually, you know, it loses its luster. People walk away or, or it's always a complaint. It's always rain, never sunshine. And nobody want to stay around that. And I can't blame them because... I can't take people whining all the time, but I do understand there is such a need for children and, and for adults who suffered as victims of sexual abuse and they never got healed. They never spoke about it. They never said, hey, you know what? This happened to me. And, and there are so many women that are going to work every day and the makeup is on point and they are dressing and everything looks like it's peaches and cream. And guess what? Life is a lie, hurting and in pain not having any self-esteem, not having any self-worth because when she gets home, she knows what's waiting on her. When that child gets home, he or she knows what's waiting on them. And I learned there are these components between sexual abuse and domestic abuse and they all uh, thrive on fear and being ashamed and being embarrassed and there's a lot of doubt not just self-doubt but doubt in people what are they gonna think about me what are they gonna say about me when when I tell them hey you know what daddy or uncle or cousin or brother is is abusing me what what are they gonna think when when I've made my husband out to be this great guy and he is beating on me he's he's taking my money he's calling me out of my names and everybody know my husband is the pastor everybody know my husband is the president my husband is the VP my husband is the CEO CF or whatever their titles are we've made them so big so grand and so wonderful and guess what they are abusing us and we cannot come to terms to say, you know what, what I'm showing you is not real. I'm living a life of, of a liar, a major liar. And that's another thing I learned being a victim of sexual abuse and being a victim of domestic abuse. That's a, a horrible thing, but it is so true. When we live in that world, we learn how to lie. Because you are programmed, you better not say anything to anyone, especially being married to a narcissist. Narcissists are all about self-control and they're all about, look at me, look how great I am, my house, my car, and, and they're broke. You know, we were going out and dressed up nice and everything and we were broke. We go to celebrate a... Uh, our anniversary and guess who have to pay for anniversary dinner me because he he went and got the luxury car and we're living in the big house and I'm paying half the mortgage and all the bills in the house and he's working two jobs and struggling but couldn't come to himself and say you know what this is too much something got to give because they're narcissists and being with a narcissist when i look back on my life i say oh my god my mother was the same way she was a narcissist so i see why they say we sometimes marry our parents 
because whatever personality is more dominant in the house, this is what I learned from me, the, the, the uh, personality that was more dominant in the house is exactly what I married. And I almost lost my life because I didn't know who I was. So I, I want to be a beacon of hope to somebody. I, I want to be that bucket of water for that fish that's on the, on the shore flipping and flopping and just waiting for somebody. Hey, 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 come get me. I need some energy and I want to be that bucket of water that they can get into as I take them into the ocean where they can live again, where they can thrive again, where they can breathe, where, where they can become everything. God have called them to be. You know, it's not easy when you come and tell the world, hey, this is me because People will nitpick and people will tear you apart and people will say, oh, did you hear about him? Oh, did you hear about her? Oh, they are airing out dirty laundry, but it's, it's not dirty laundry. This is my testimony. This is where God brought me from. And, and, and this is where I'm going and I don't want to go alone because I know what it feels like for another woman to hurt I know what it feels like for another child to hurt, to, to hate to see the time wind down because, uh-oh, he's going to be home soon. Uh-oh, I can't, I can't get in the shower because I know by the minute I turn off the water, that bathroom door will be open. So it's, it's a constant place of fear and intimidation and control. And I want people to know, hey, we don't have to stay there anymore. I, I want women to know there's beauty in you. There is strength in you. And like I said, even though we went through all that, that does not make us any less of who God have called us to be. And I want young people to know, hey, that what happened to you, it was not right. It was not cool. Whoever did that to you had no rights to do that to you. But guess what, baby? You cannot slit your wrist. You cannot take your life. There is greatness within you. You have to live. You have to flourish. And not only that, I, I hear so many people ask, well, why? Why did it happen to me? And I was asking myself the same thing. And I heard Les Brown say, why not you? Why not you? And then I heard growing up in the church, people would say, well, the Lord will never put more on you than you can bear. And I'm like, yeah, right. Why don't you come trying to walk in my shoes and see if you do not change your tone. And people sometimes can be so insensitive because they've never been there. They quick to say, oh, get over it. But if it's something they've been through and the two of you connect on that same thing, oh, poor me and woe is you. Oh, and I understand him and I understand her because they have that one thing in common. And I want victims to know you have nothing to be afraid of. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing 
to make you feel like this world is too much and, and the hand that was dealt to you, it had death. And, and yes, I do understand someday we're gonna die, but it's not your time. It's not your turn. There is a lot of life left in you. There is so much on the inside of you that you don't know. I remember I was talking to my coach last week and while I was there, um, somebody, when God talks, God will show me things. And God just showed me like this dark, dark room. And that was me. This dark, dark room. And there was no lights in the room. But when the light came on, oh my God, I looked around the room. And I saw all these boxes. And I don't know what's in them. So guess what? Now, I have to find out what are in the boxes. And I want you to find out what is in your box. What is it that is on the inside of you that because of what happened to you and I, we just decided I can't, I won't, I refuse to. What is it, you know, that's that's in that dark room that we don't know, the, the, the next greatest invention can can be in you. The, the, the next great uh, 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 act can be in you the next the next invention the the, the next uh medication to get rid of cancer can lie within you. You can do something that can revolutionize the world. You can do something that can change the lives of millions of people and that's what I Diane Lubrin wants to do. I want people to know we are not gonna give up. I can get knocked down a million times. I'll stay down, catch my breath, cry if I have to, but guess what? I'm gonna keep trying to get back up. Les Brown says, when life knock you down, try landing on your back because if you land on your back, you can get back up and yes, we've had knockdowns, we've had drag outs, yes, people came into our lives and they was not good for us. Yes, people came and we thought they were going to help us and they brought more pain. They brought more disappointment. They brought more hurt. They, they didn't do anything good for us. And so many of us, we are so quick to throw in the towel. This is it. I'm done. It's over. I'm not doing this life anymore. No, 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 no. That's it. I gave a man my heart before and he stomped on it. I gave a woman my heart before and she took me, she took my heart and she slapped me in the face with it. No, 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 no. I'll never love again. Guess what? You are robbing yourself of life. Uh, I heard uh, the man say there are so many people who die at 21 but they don't get buried until 65 because there are so many people walking around already dead because they gave up on themselves. Uh, Miles Monroe said the wealthiest place on earth is not in the Middle East with all the oil. It's not in Africa with all the diamond mines. It is in the graveyard. People in the graveyard never uh, came into fruition. People in the graveyard who killed themselves because life got a little too tough. Life got a little too rough and they just decided to quit and they just decided to give up. But guess what? It took me a while to learn 
to understand that God had something amazing for me to do. And that is to be a beacon of hope for somebody. That is to be a beacon of light for somebody. God has me here for a purpose and God has you here for a purpose. Do you know how many people did not wake up this morning? Did you know how many people did not make it throughout the year? And here you are. There are people who lost their lives the first of the year. And here you are. Why? Because, like uh, Les Brown said, there is greatness within you. I'm telling you, when I started listening to him and he said that, I was like, oh my God. It was like, ping, 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 a light bulb went off. And I was like, there is greatness in me. And all this time I've been cutting myself short. Why? Because I kept on saying, oh, poor is me, war is me. I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. No, I was only a victim because I never changed my mindset. So now I said, no more victim. I am now a victor and I am living a victorious life. And I want to do what Jesus told Peter. Peter, after I have strengthened you, I want you to go back and I want you to get your brethren. I want you to go back, Peter, the same way I encouraged you, the same way I fortified you, the same way I love you, the same way I forgive you. Peter, I want you to go back and I want you to extend that love, compassion, and understanding to others. It's been a really hard journey. It's been a long journey, but you know what? I'm getting better. And, and as I get better, I want to inspire you because I want you to know you can get better too. Every day, I'm a little stronger. Every day, I see more in me. Every day, I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can live this life. It gets hard, so what? Everybody gets knocked down. I have yet to see anybody who have lived this life and not gotten knocked down once or twice. But what's the difference between the champs and the ones that get knocked down? The champs, they get back up. They get back up. Okay, you got me. Yeah, you got me. Mm, okay, I'm coming back. Now, when I come back, I'm going to be a little tougher. And guess what? You may get knocked down again. <laughs> but you know what? When you get knocked down again, guess what? You learn something else about you and you get back up. Okay, so you had me on this end and you had me on that end. Okay, let me see what you got in the middle. Because this time, I'm coming right at you. I'm coming straight down the middle. And baby, when I swing, I'm swinging with everything in me. Because this time, I'm swinging to win. I finally learned what it is. And you know what? I'm not even going to say learn, but in the process. Because I never want to stop learning. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Because I remember when I tried going back to school. I was a high school dropout. I was a teenage mom. And I went on to get 
my GED and I went on to get my associate's degree and I got married and I was on my way to getting my bachelor's degree and in the midst of it, I got sick. In the midst of it, the West Nile took over my body and I lost about 90% of my sight. But did that stop me? No. When I told my ex-husband, I said, I'm going back to school, he got indignant because there is power in knowledge. There is power in education. When you go to school, when you broaden your mind, you know different things. You see different things. You get to meet other people. So the small mind frame that we once lived in, all of a sudden, oh my God, kaboom! There's another world out there and it is passing me by. Oh my God, I can't do that. So when I told him, I said, I'm going back to school. Brother man got mad, vexed, upset, indignant. And he told me, he said, if you go back to school, I'm going to divorce you. And then he told me something, the most ridiculous, most stupid uh, thing I ever heard. He said, going back to school doesn't really mean nothing because it's not what you know, it's who you know. And then I realized, Diane, you married a fool. Now, God warned you, but you didn't listen, but you married a fool. And at that point, the view of him that I had, it turned, it twisted. Because I'm like, you're not for me, bruh. You're against me. And what does the Bible say? If you are not for me, you are scattering. And Jesus was not in the business of scatter. He is in the business of bringing together because he is love. So he wants us to be together. And I said, oh, bro, man, from the fifth flow, you're not for me. You're not for me. Because anybody who does not want you to make you better. I don't care who it is. It's not a friend that's an enemy because a friend will say, go for it. Get better. Do better. Do what no one else in the family have done. Say what no one else in the family. Go ahead. You be the first in the family to own your own business. You be the first in the family to get that master's, to get that doctorate degree. Go ahead, baby, and you do you. But anybody who say to you, no, you can't, you need to cast them aside. And I cannot tell you guys, I had to get rid of so many family because all of a sudden, I did not have a name. I was only known by the fact of what's wrong with me. And if people only find what's wrong with you, that's not good. Because they will use that to keep you down. So, I decided to clean house. And I have to tell you, my life has changed. And I decided to start working on me. And every day, I'm doing better. Every day, I, I put something encouraging on Facebook, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, because I want people's morales to be up throughout the day. I want them to think highly of themselves throughout the day. I do not want them to think bad about 
who they are and what God have called them to do. So I'm here being as transparent as possible because I believe when you are transparent, I believe when you are authentic, people gravitate to you because people can smell dog poo. <laughs> people can smell dog poo afar off, right? So if you're coming with dog poo and, and a horse poo, people are like, uh-uh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't need that. I need something real. I need somebody who's been there. I need somebody who's done that. I need somebody who can understand where I am coming from. And I believe that is what and who God have called me to. So, again, thank you so much for being here. This is Diane Lubre. I don't know how this thing works, you guys. Uh, I don't know if you can follow me, if you can share this or whatever. But if you can share it, share it. If you follow me, follow me. But look out for me because I'm going to come and I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to bear my soul because I don't like to see people hurt. I hate tears. I've cried enough tears. I don't want to cry. I just want to cry tears of joy. Okay? So something great happened. Yeah! I am in there with you. Yes! But I don't want to see anybody hurt. I don't want to think of a child going to bed, scared, wet in his or her bed because the molester is in the house. Or the molester is coming over tomorrow or it's the holidays. And for the entire two weeks or whatever of the holidays, the molester is there and they are going through hell. I don't want to think of a woman tonight going home and she might end up in the hospital with a sling, her arm in a sling. Because those are the things that happen to me, you know, with a black eye, you know, and then have to lie about it because... You know, we've made them look so great. So that's why I am here to help, to do my part. And I am so grateful that you listened to to this uh, podcast. Uh, like I said, if you would like to know me better, you can go to lubrandbooks.com. That's my last name, L-E-B-R-I-N, books, B-O-O-K-S.com. There you can purchase my products and I would love for you to follow me on Facebook. You can go to author Diane Lubrin just like it is on here as well as I think yeah Twitter is Twitter is Lubrin Books. Yeah, Twitter is Lubrin Books and Instagram is author Diane Lubrin as well. I am doing great. I am giving a my latest book away, it is called Encourage Yourself in the Word. It is a 31 daily devotional prayer journal. And the way you can be uh, in the winnings, all you have to do when you go to lubrandbooks.com, just register there. And then March 31st, if you will catch me on Facebook, I will be giving that away. And it's my way of saying thank you, you know, to the people who support me, to the people who watch, because 
without you guys. I'm just talking to the air, right? So I thank you so much. This have been great. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Hey, you know what? If you guys can send me feedback on how I did and, and let me figure this out, how to get my feedback and, and to thank you guys, you know, I think that would be great. That would be lovely. That's my inner Oprah, y'all. That's my inner Oprah. So, <laughs> so thank you guys again so very much. As always, one love. That is the agape love of God. Why one love, Diane? Well, two things. First, one love by Bob Marley was my dad. One of my daddy's favorite songs. And now my daddy is gone to be with the Lord. And the second part is God's love is perfect. And that's the one love. Everything love is wrapped up in God's love. So when I tell you one love, that is perfect love. That is the agape love of God. And I am sending shout out to both the Lord and my daddy. Can you say shout out to the Lord and your daddy? Or should I say a hallelujah or thank you Jesus. But either way it goes. One love you guys. Have a wonderful remainder of your day. I need to come up with a a schedule, right, of when I'll be here. So today's Monday, so let's see if I can do it Wednesday again, and we'll go from there. Again, thank you so very much. I love you with the love of the Lord. You guys have been great. One love, everybody. Bye.